From our studios in beautiful North Florida, it's in black and right. And now your host, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to the beginning of another week of adventures in podcasting with good old and black and right. We are the new definition of color commentary. And, well, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom your tour guide through the continuing bizarro world of Joe Biden's America, and, well, just an all-around nice guy, telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth with an awful lot of help from God. So, my friends, I hope you all had yourself a pretty good weekend. Uh, here we are on a, another Monday. We are exactly 50 days away from the most consequential midterm election of our lifetimes. And boy, is it getting weirder and weirder. Oh my goodness. Of course, yeah, and this is the only time I'm really going to mention it today, but of course today is the state funeral for Queen Elizabeth II in London. Joe Biden and Jill Biden are leading the American delegation over there, so it's nice to have them out of Washington for a while, uh, even if it's just for a couple of days. But yeah, my friends, but apparently the Queen's funeral seems to not be the number one thing on American minds. Apparently, this weekend, with the, the flight of some 50 illegal immigrants, mostly from Venezuela, who were dropped off at the playground of the woke, white, rich, and elite, Martha's Vineyard, well, apparently, 50 illegal immigrants got the town so freaked out, got the mainstream media in a major league meltdown, it's like, holy cow, you'd think it was World War III out there. But the very same woke white people who've been telling you that we should be compassionate and open our borders are the very same knuckleheads who, in about 48 hours, took those 50 illegal immigrants, shoved them off, shoveled them off to Cape Cod to a military facility, which in many respects, if I'm not mistaken, is actually a prison. That's right, the NIMBY woke white elites want to basically let everybody into the country and confine them to Arizona and New Mexico, Texas, you know, and Florida, all these southern states, but bring them anywhere near the north. The bastion of liberal, woke, white elitism, like New York and D.C. and Chicago, which is really funny considering all three of those cities have black mayors. Yes, the woke white folks who want your kids vaxxed, who want your kids masked, who want to control every single solitary aspect of your life, and now they're having now they're having major league meltdowns and freakouts when you send these illegal immigrants to their backyards. You know the NIMBY people, not in my backyard. Well, guess what? They're in your backyard, Mayor Beetlejuice. They're in Chicago. 
the bald black buffoon of Eric Adams in New York, and Muriel Bowser there in D.C. So, yeah. Now, of course, yes, the mainstream media had their cows. I mean, they had enough cows to start a dairy farm. Holy crap. I mean, one story here uh, from Just the News, uh, which was really hilarious to me uh, yesterday, when, of course, Governor DeSantis, everywhere he goes for a public opinion, uh, public appearance, I should say, you've got the mainstream media, the regional press, and the national press picking, you know, poking on, you know, poking at him, poking at him. Then, of course, you've got gruesome Gavin Newsom there in California, which is really hilarious because every time he tries to pick a fight with DeSantis, uh, he gets smacked and smacked hard. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Gavin, baby, everybody with half a brain knows you're trying to run for 2024 for the presidency if Biden doesn't run. And you will be glad, you will gladly take on your fellow Californian, Cap, uh, Kamala the Cackler Harris. The Cackler, oh my gosh, it sounds like a Batman villain, but ugh. Anyway, so it's really funny reading this story. And this is part of the quote, uh, and, and I loved it, uh, that DeSantis had uh, when asked about it. And I quote, I hear that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities, DeSantis joyfully declared over the weekend. Now, he didn't scramble, to, and this is Governor DeSantis continued, quote, now he didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. Both of those things are true. All of it. So, it's really kind of... And, it, and Governor DeSantis continued, You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we hit record fentanyl deaths, which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. And every single solitary thing that DeSantis just laid out, my wonderful governor, is true. Every bit of it. Now, Democrats, namely the woke white folks who are making, who are basically dictating the Democrat agenda, and you have woke black folks and woke Hispanic folks and woke Asian folks coming right along for the ride. This is why Democrats have struggled to message, the, um, to message against the exploits of two of America's reddest states, that being Texas and Florida. So yes, Red the, the red states are leading the way and exposing the hypocrisy of the left. Whether they're woke white folks, woke black folks, woke Hispanic folks, or Asians. It doesn't matter. The message is fallen flat. And this is why in red states, Democrats are basically getting several anatomical parts handed to them in recent polling. 
Now, of course, the poll that really counts is November the 8th. That's the one I'm encouraging everyone. In spite of what you see this whole thing going on with the mainstream media jumping all over DeSantis, you know, they can't do anything. They can't. They're not going to change the minds of an awful lot of Floridians. They're not. And that's the real wacky part of it, as much as they try. And now, <laughs> with President Trump having returned home to Mar-a-Lago, finding the place absolutely a wreck, I do believe the word that President Trump used was ransacked, and that is probably an understatement, considering they didn't treat his place with respect at all. They didn't treat Melania's closet and her unmentionables with any respect. Same with 16-year-old Baron in his room. I mean, it's like, he's a 16-year-old. I mean, he's probably got the Mac Daddy video game set up of all time. But nope, 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 nope. We're just going to just do whatever we want to. And... The FBI and the DOJ are paying for it. They're paying for it badly. I mean, let's, you know, I, I want to just take a little bit, a little bit more on DeSantis. I, I love this. This is uh, Governor DeSantis over the weekend uh, here in Florida at a public appearance talking about this very subject of the Martha Vineyard's flights. We take what's happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some and unlike the President of the United States who has refused to lift a finger to secure that border, and you've had millions and millions of people pouring across illegally, record amount of fentanyl coming into our country, it is absolutely killing Americans in record numbers. Of course, you have criminal aliens, but just the sheer number of people is not the way you run a country. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of folks that come across where do they want to end up? A lot want to come to, because everyone wants to come to Florida. And so we've, we've worked on innovative ways to be able to protect the state of Florida from the impact of Biden's border policies. And so that's involved a number of things. We've had different operations in the Panhandle where we've stopped uh, human smugglers. There have been tr criminal charges brought. There have been drug seized. There have been a whole bunch of things. But yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida is a good place, our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction, and yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. <laughs> yep, that's, that's Big Daddy Ron DeSantis telling it like it is, and yet here we have all kinds of people uh, this I, there was one guy uh, who's a state rep in Massachusetts for that part of the state. Uh, Dylan Fernandez, I believe, is his name. Uh, state rep in the Massachusetts legislature, totally Democrat. And yet, one thing that just really hacked me when this first thing happened here's this Dylan Fernandez, who's the state rep for that region, pulling out the R word, and it's not racism. He's actually used the word, he used the religion card. That blows me away. Because anytime I hear a leftist use the religion card, it just makes me want to puke. 
because these people whether they have some kind of relationship or with with Christ or not doesn't matter but for the left to use the religion card to try to shame uh, Republicans who happen to be uh, evangelicals I think is more disgusting than using the race card because what do these people know really about religion I mean unless there are some type of you know religious left and there is such a thing as the religious left people it's been around for quite a while but they just don't talk about it in the media because well hey you know it's those darn mean Republicans who are Christians and they're mean and they're evil and they're inhumane to send these people I said excuse you uh, Miss uh, Representative Fernandez uh, where do you get this moral authority that's the part that just really blows my mind how do you get this moral authority and 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 as far as what's evil and inhumane you want to talk to the you want to talk to the 53 people who died in who were left to suffocate and die in a tractor trailer somewhere in the heat of a Texas summer just left behind that's inhumane and evil because if putting 50 my 50 illegal immigrants on your little island with all these wealthy dingbats is somehow evil and inhumane boy you really need to get a brand new definition about what evil and inhumane is so don't even talk to me about that I don't even like any sort of you know the Christian left I don't even want to hear that ecumenical crap I don't because it sickens me it absolutely sickens me because it's still the same no matter who says it if you don't have a border you don't have a country to paraphrase Ronald Reagan and freedom you know Reagan said you know freedom is only but one generation away from extinction and President Reagan was right he was absolutely right on this and I'll tell you what what really blows my mind about this is they're still at it I mean the weekend's over the migrants have been moved by the Massachusetts National Guard to Joint Base Cape Cod to that military facility which I believe is a prison so yeah they had them for a bit and they gave them food and oh we're so virtuous and we're so kind not like those mean people down in Florida and that mean governor <laughs> oh gag me it's like stop it virtue signaling really makes me nauseous to the pit of my stomach so no so yeah you you got a little taste Martha's Vineyard you, you you got a little taste of that so what other places in the Southwest like Arizona and Texas the border towns what they've been going through really if you think it's so horrible I would love to see if any of y'all have got the stones to come down to South Texas and you took it you explain to the people down in Del Rio Eagle Pass El Paso any other place along the border 
why sending these illegals is a horrible thing I would love to see you get on your preach uh, get on your little soapbox and tell these folks down in uh, down there in the Texas in South Texas along the border that they're awful people I mean these are fellow Hispanics this is why Democrats can't deal with the fact that they've essentially lost Hispanic support especially in places like Arizona and Texas even Nevada which has a pretty healthy uh, Hispanic population I mean I used to live in Reno Tahoe so yeah it's uh it's, it's pretty nuts what's going on right now but this is kind of a distraction from some of the real issues and when I talk real issues I'm talking kitchen table economic issues as we all know uh, the recent the most recent numbers for inflation are up to 8.3 percent which is frankly a major league underestimation you've got the stock market in major league free fall I mean good grief falling nearly 1300 points just late last week yipes I mean we've got real problems going on I mean gas prices might be down but they're still way above when Biden took office and yet and yet the mental widgets the economic whiz kids of uh, the Joe Biden administration are still trying to paint this rosy picture that everything's wonderful the Inflation Reduction Act is working yeah and uh, have you been drug tested any any of these yahoos now one of these economic advisors at the Biden White House is a woman named Heather Bushy now this woman is just fascinating to me in as much as what she's trying to say to uh, to so many Americans a perfect example of this sort of never never land fantasy world was brilliantly displayed by Biden economic advisor Heather Bushy today on CNBC uh, oh mercy you, you're gonna love this folks so just you just got to listen to the exchange between the the CNBC host and this economic advisor it's hilarious that has been our focus that's how you deal with the risk the stock market obviously has all these things wrong there, there's a, a, that's a pretty picture that you've painted but it seems like you know mortgage rates have doubled in the last year gas prices are still up probably 60 or 70 percent from they were before the president took office inflation's running at 8.3 percent um, 40 year highs. It, it, it just. Gas prices have come down phenomenally, Joe. I mean, you cannot I, I know, deny that. That still, is a significant They were two and change when he came into office. And, 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 I, and I don't, we've I don't had a, a global, geo, we've had a geopolitical crisis. Right. Up in the oil markets, which is why the president is so focused on moving well, us all towards electric point. vehicles. If, if you're going to so blame, pan, blame everything on the pandemic for inflation, then you've got to acknowledge that reopening after the pandemic is why we just got back to basically the job 
that we had before the pandemic. The 10 million just got us but back. We are, on a bit, we are putting ourselves on a better path now. When you look over the kinds of things that we've done, we have been focused on all of the different kinds of risks that you just mentioned. And recovering from a pandemic is hard. What we've seen um, you know, for businesses is that you know, even a short shutdown can upend their processes, their ability to produce, and you're behind. And so what we want to do is put in place the kind of economy, make sure that we are facilitating the kind of economy where these kinds, that has more resilience. So when these challenges happen, you have a little bit more breathing room, a little bit more room so that you don't have to shut everything down so that you don't have these kinds of crises in the future. But certainly, you know, it is true that inflation is higher now than it was before, but it is also true that we've seen some signs of abatement in the past couple of months and that we're doing everything we can to get that back down. And again, that is why the Fed will be doing its job. OMG, folks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dear uh, Ms. Bushy, yeah, the rosy picture you painted doesn't even begin to explain the nightmare. And I do mean nightmare that some people, uh, not some, a lot of people in this country are facing. You have one in six American households at the verge of having their power cut off. That comes to nearly 20 million plus households that could be losing their power just in time for the weather to get colder, especially in the Northeast, in the Great Lakes region, in the Plains, everywhere. Oh yeah, businesses right now, I mean, obviously she didn't hear, she didn't mention anything about FedEx. FedEx is a mess right now. Their stock has absolutely plummeted on the market. And they're expecting all, and companies everywhere, big and small, they are getting ready for some of the nastiest round of layoffs. Some already have started it, but it's gonna be hemorrhaging layoffs, hemorrhaging all kinds of problems. Not just because of the global supply chain, but the prices of everything. I mean, I hear of companies advertising products, but because of rising costs and supply chain issues, they can't stay in business. So for heaven freaking sakes, lady, can you get a little bit into reality? I mean, I, I listen to this stuff and I just want to absolutely scream. My gosh, people. We have got major problems here. And this sort of painting this nice rosy picture, no, no, don't do it. Stay focused and stay based and grounded in reality. Because gas prices may be down now, but when the winter comes and it gets colder, especially in the north, oh yeah, look for the price of heating oil to just absolutely skyrocket. Mortgage rates. Another Fed rate hike expected this week, another 0.75%. Oh my gosh, I, I'm just absolutely blown away when I hear this foolishness coming out of the Biden administration. And it certainly doesn't help, sweetheart, you know, blaming 
what was what happened down in Puerto Rico over the weekend. Hurricane Fiona came and hit the island. Right now, between flooding and power outages, uh, Puerto Rico is a mess. Puerto Rico is an absolute mess right now. And of course, what do they want to do? Oh, blaming climate change. No. This is exactly why I tell people, and as much and as many people as will hear me, don't focus on what the media says. Don't focus on what Biden's mental midgets say. Look for yourself. Look at your own particular situation. Are you better off? Are you finding things cheaper? Are you having to make major league adjustments to the way you spend money? These are just simple questions. Very simple questions that millions of Americans have been asking and having to deal with. So this, oh, well, gas prices are down. Yeah, wait till the winter time when fuel oil demand goes through the roof? Please, people, can we stay grounded in reality? And this is exactly why I get the way I get. And I get a little crazy and I do a lot of ranting, but I'm more concerned about what happens with America. I mean, not just 50 days from now, I'm talking about 50 minutes from now, because it's not getting any better. And to blame the war in Ukraine for oil prices, please. I mean, we've got states like Pennsylvania, which is a huge battleground state. So if you're in Pennsylvania, make sure you vote for Doug Mastriano for governor because you guys over there in Western Pennsylvania are sitting on a massive amount of American natural gas and coal and everything else that can help bring us right out of this mess with energy and bring, I mean, all you have to do I mean, if Trump were in office, it's like, hey, I'm fully expect him on day one. It's like, get the Keystone pipeline reopened. Get all these other pipelines reopened. And everything else. Get, go to Alaska. Let's get Anwar back on track. So, yes, we've got real issues. And, unfortunately, the inmates are running the asylum straight into the ground. Ugh. Can, can you just, ugh. I, I can't deal with this, folks. I, I can't deal with this. Now, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to be hopeful. But if we're not focused on what the real issue is, then, folks, we're going to have a problem. It's n And don't believe the media. The suppression polls are out. The misinformation is going full steam ahead that oh no there's not going to be a red wave it's not going to be a tsunami it's just going to be this little puddle and this and that and it's like no do not I pray I beg of you do not believe what the media tells you the red wave is coming stay focused my friends stay focused because if we get this wrong if we get it wrong as a country uh well the most diplomatic way I can say this, well, is we're screwed. 
we're going to have a, we're going to just basically get ready for the apocalypse. And I hate to say that. I really do because I believe there are an awful lot, I mean millions of Americans who are smart enough to know we got we can fix this, but it's not going to be simple. And we have to get the right people in the right leadership on all levels. On the state, the federal, the state, county, even city level, municipal level. We've got to do that. We have to have real leaders everywhere from the top down. I mean, if anything, Florida taught the nation how important school board elections are. On August 23rd, which was the day of the Florida primary, 13 school districts in the state of Florida went from leftist control to pro-parent rights control. I mean, 13, and three, at least three of them were big ones. Sarasota, Jacksonville, and Miami-Dade. The th three of the biggest school districts in the entire state all flipped to parent control. That, ladies and gentlemen, is virtually unheard of. So yes, and I hope to be doing a series uh, over these next few weeks about all politics is local. And I'll be explaining more about that uh, in the days ahead. So for now, my friends, I think I'll stop ranting for right now. I just want to say thanks again uh, for taking a listen. Our audio podcast is available on all platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and others. You can check out our website in blackandright.net. Go to our media connection page and you can connect with us on social media. We're on Getter. We are on Truth Social, uh, Parlor, uh, True Patriot Network, and well, that's about it for right now. Uh, also, we have a, a locals page too. So, uh, but or just send us a good old-fashioned email uh, in black and right at gmail.com. Well, anyway, folks, take care. Have a great week. Uh, we're going to have more adventures in podcasting uh, again tomorrow. So take care, my friends. And I do also apologize for there was no WTF Friday last week. And I do apologize. There were things that came up and I just wasn't able to get a show done uh, on Friday. But if you saw the Trump rally on Saturday night out in Youngstown, Ohio, Woo! Mercy, that one was hotter than a habanero pepper. And now that Trump is back at Mar-a-Lago, this is about to get real interesting. As a matter of fact, this week, this Friday, Wilmington, North Carolina, my beloved home state, is having a Trump rally this week. And get ready, more is coming. There's going to be Georgia coming. There's going to be Arizona coming. So yeah, Donald Trump is not slowing down one stinking bit. So take care, God bless, and remember as always, patriots come in all colors.